Bob just said, I'm Joan Hogan, and I'm feeling like sunshine. I wish we had a little outside today, but it'll come. I'm sure it will. I'd like to welcome all of you to the Prairie Doc radio program. Rick Holm, our Prairie Doc, is here in the studio ready to answer any questions you might have of a medical nature. Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with the Avira Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. Good morning, Dr. Holm. Good morning, Joan Hogan. Good to see you. I see you've joined Bob's crew of wearing a hat. Yes, it keeps yes. you warm. It's cold you know. out there. Look, look My how two bald, bald-headed Bob. friends bald here. He's about as bald as I've ever seen him. I shaved it off last night just for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, two baldies. I, two I will baldies. not follow I mean, suit, I guarantee. Billiard ball boys, yes. that's what we are. But they're both wearing hats to keep their little <laughs> heads warm. Well, Joan, I just happened to bring my clipper along if yeah, you want to join the, the cool guys <laughs> ball club. Hey, you could join us. I mean, don't want to join you. Oh, you don't. It huh? is kind of a pain to be bothered with hair, but, you know, <laughs> it it, it, we do need our hair. I need my hair. It does keep you warm. There's, it's ama- and it, it or, or cool. It, it's a temperature it thing. Works both ways. It does. It really I, you does. know, we, I find warm heat blowing on me, or I feel cold by it. Most of the, most of the time, I feel cold without a hat. You know, yeah. it makes a hat feel good. Do you know why we have to wear hats to keep people from rubbing our heads like Buddha? That's supposed to be good <laughs> luck, and so everybody walks by and buffs my head now. So you it's like, do not hey. want that. Oh. No! Wash oh. your hands don't first! Don't touch it. I, kind of like a pregnant woman where I people had. feel that oh. they can touch their stomach. Excuse me, it's my stomach. Leave me alone. Yeah. You know, they all want to... As soon as... The larger you get, the more they want to touch. I mean, that's 50 years ago for me, but I still remember, it's me. Leave me alone. Don't touch Don't my belly. Don't touch me. Yes, right. this is me. But, so the same with bald-headed men. I have Both a great have story. The same problem. I love to hear your great so story. So I'm in the dementia ward at the uh, at the ULC. <laughs> By choice? By choice. Okay. <laughs> Not living there, but seeing patients. Got it. And this was Monday. Uh, and uh, so I'm sitting in the doctor's office, which is open out, you know, people from the outside they always walk by and they're looking in, and they're, they, you'll you'll see that uh, some patients whose memories are not good, but they're friendly. Uh, there was one lady, and I could hear a little talking, uh, and there was like two nurses, sort of standing guard, keeping people from coming into the doctor's office. And I'm sitting there, reviewing a chart and dictating a note, and uh, uh, the nurse out. Side the door was saying, you know, no, he's not a minister. He's a doctor. <laughs> I can hear that that was being said, you know. And the inside nurse is standing there kind of watching, making sure I'm signing all the right forms. And the lady makes her way past the first nurse interference. On to the second. On to the second. Now, the second one is pretty stern and, and pretty used to the, and knows the lady, knows everybody. And she just was so bubbly, friendly, you know, she made her way up to me. And, and... Um, I was sitting there without my hat on, you know, bald as a cue ball. And she walks up and she says, well, doctor, it's just so good that you're here. I just care about you so much. And then she gives me a great big smack on my bald head. Kiss the top of your head. Kiss the top of my head. And I said, that was very nice. Thank you very much. And she said, yes. And then she kissed it again, only closer down the side of the head. And I said, that's very nice. And then she kissed it on my cheek. (laughs) And I'm going, thank you very much. And she's going for the lips. You know what of I mean? Of course she is. She was <laughs> she going was right there. Moving and I, in. I, I, I just had this, you know, I'm loving the loving, and I'm not about to be criticized, criticize her. And, and, you know, and I know her memory is, and her, whatever 
it is in our brain that keeps us from saying and doing the things that we're would, that we automatically would do if you know our our careful this is not socially right social grace interferer part of our brain is not working in her i i just couldn't take it i didn't really want to kiss her on the lips you know what i mean so <laughs> so i interfered i said i'm sorry dear i have got to finish this and then the 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 two nurses were just standing there kind of paralyzed you know <laughs> Ready to move in. The interfering nurse uh, right there helped her out the door, and I said goodbye and thanked her very much. So uh, you would be loved by an elderly person. I hadn't been kissed on this bald head uh, ever before. Uh, Now I've been kissed plenty. You've had it. Joni was jealous when he got home. Those big big lipstick marks on top of his head. (laughs) Lipsticks. Lipsticks on your head. Holler. (laughs) My, we can all live in the past. And Mm. many elderly people do live in the past. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. We can talk about that. But why don't we take our first break? If you have any questions of Dr. Holm, give us a call. 692-1430. And we'll be back right after these words. Hey, welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're talking about old memories. You know, yeah. it is amazing what happens with dementia. Well, you know, the to- the topic for tomorrow night's television show is uh, uh, our live shows are completely done, but this was a recorded show uh, we did about three months ago with Jerry Freeman. It's never been shown before. It's not a rerun. It's a new show produced uh, a couple of months ago, and then the next show a week from tomorrow night is a show about opioids, and it's with Bob Vandemark and Matt Stanley, and that's that's going to be a great show. It's never been uh, shown before either, but it was pre-produced. The reason you pre-produce these TV programs, if people are wondering, is because the students that help in the production are gone. They're not here in May. So you have to pre-produce a couple of shows for May because so much of the production help you have, you have to wait until the new students come in and start working in the summer, then you can work on shows. But in May, you can't. And you've got students available during the fundraising time of the South Dakota Public Broadcasting. So you you do a a non-live show, those nights, just as if it's live. Right. And, and then, then we've got it for May. May. So that's the, I cut in, but I thought some people might wonder if it's if it's not an old show, why wasn't it ever aired? And this is why it was right. done when fundraising was going on, so you were not on the air. And now you can put that brand new show on the air in May. And even then after it's that, pre-taped. after that, we have three other brand new shows, but they are going to be different than our regular show. Oh, uh, one is going to be being active outside. It's uh, Get Outside. Instead of the movie Get Out, it's Get Outside. We figured we better make it not perfect. It was going to be Get Out, and then we thought we were infringing on somebody's, you know, probably were. Yep. So it's Get Outside, uh, and we're going to have video of cross-country skiing and biking in the Mickelson Trail and seeing all South Dakota. And uh, during uh, that period, and gardening, and, you know, it's... it's, It'll be a good show. It'll be fun. It'll be really fun. Uh, and uh, we'll see how it comes together. The second uh, is going to be with an uh, interview with Dennis Bielfeldt, who is a, uh, who run, who is a philosopher. He's got a, a book uh, a library that you can't believe. This is a brilliant man in our community. He's also a businessman. You know, he's building the uh, um, hotel. He owns a number of hotels, and he's building a new hotel, um, it's under construction right now, right. just uh, north of 
uh, uh, right Walmart or uh, yeah north of, north of uh, Runnings, off and, the interstate, and uh, and it you know it will f fulfill a great need that we have in this community for uh, places to put college kids when the games are happening and more and more people are coming for bigger bigger games and for theater and so on and so forth, and uh, there'll be a convention center there uh, as well. The, the uh, but but really what he is is a minister. And he um, is a PhD minister, college professor minister, and has developed, by the way, a, a, um, a Lutheran seminary uh, right here in the old sanctuary, which he, he owns. And uh, the old What a perfect use for it, you know, yeah. to go from a church to a ministry. But right. most of it is seminary. by internet, the seminary by internet. Right. Uh, and um, so I just couldn't help. It. I said, you know, someday we should just talk about the meaning and purpose of life and where's God and so on and so forth. Well, it might not be everybody's cup of tea, but it was mine. It was mine. It was just thrilling. You really enjoyed the interview. Oh, I really did. And uh, we were talking about whether dogs and animals, I think the part that I just love about. So we were talking about who goes to heaven. I mean, where is heaven? I mean, what is heaven? We don't know this, you know, the great mystery of life and so on and so forth, but what do you believe and so on and and um, <clears throat> then he said, well, of course, should we, and I asked him about pets. Do you think, you know, you, they, they know, they're, 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 they have a consciousness. Um, Bob, do you think pets go to heaven? You bet I do. Why did God have uh, Noah build the ark to save the animals if they weren't precious in his sight? There you go. I agree with you. So anyway, we were talking about, he says, would you believe that parakeets go to heaven? Well, we all know that our dogs go. We're not sure about cats. Parakeets, <laughs> I don't know. He said, what about mosquitoes? No, we're not. No, we don't want in. them in heaven. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> but anyway, we're, uh, we are going to do some comparison of Dennis Bielfeld's answers and discussions with a woman from California who came to speak about oh, spirituality and meditation and all of that very, very liberal uh, aspects of the value of spirituality. And I think it'll be uh, should be a good it'll show. Be, it'll will be these very be run the end of May or first of June? Or you're uh, not it sure? It will be. Well, there are three shows. I, g I just gave you Active two. Active outside. Of them. Dennis Bielfeld with philosophy. And, and the third one, we did an interview with Katie and Bernie Hunhoff, uh, and we did it at the Falls Park, with the falls behind us, and then jet planes coming over our heads as we were talking, and the sun shining on our face, and the wind in the in the hair. I had hair at the time. <laughs> and uh, and it was a great interview talking about the value of community uh, to your health. And the essay I wrote was about DeSmet, of course, uh, but about all communities and the summer festivals of South Dakota. Uh, and so that's another show that we'll do that'll be a lot different than the they shows will be that different, we've done. But they'll be interesting. And they all have to do, you know, anything like that has to do with your health. There's yeah. no question. Philosophy and health. Uh, community, how it all ties in. And with all of the 36 shows that we did for the year, we're going to, the next summer break that we take, we'll have nine shows or eight, eight or nine shows that will be the, the pick of the best. And you will season. do eight or nine repeats, but these yeah. really aren't repeats. These are brand new shows right. that just have not, they will not air live, but they are new. You know, and the, the interesting thing is we've, we have found that in the summer rerun season, uh, where there's nothing else on TV. <laughs> People have 
discovered us. Right. Those you know, it's funny because you see all your regular shows and then the summer, hey, I want to sit down. Oh, there's nothing on I it. I didn't catch Oh, that who's one? this guy? Rick Holm. Mm. Let's check him out. So that's but why we, they catch you. We, uh, you know, I, I, I gave the commencement speech for South Dakota State um, Arts and Sciences uh, on Saturday. It was, well, how nice. It was a great honor. And there were about 5,000 people in the audience. I mean, it was really unbelievable to be talking to a live Big audience crowd. of 5,000. Right. And, uh, it, you know, in a, to a guy who has pancreatic cancer, uh, it, you know, and you don't know when your, your end is going to come, it was the largest audience I've ever had a chance to speak to. So I really did prepare. And, I bet um, you did. And um, uh, it was a, a great deal. But 5,000 in the audience is what we, I sensed that we had at that time. And we think there's five to 15,000 watching every Thursday night. And tomorrow night... It uh, it ought to be a great show with Jerry Freeman, a brand new show, uh, but it's recorded, so there's no questions that you can call in. But we did, we answered questions all night long. I mean, it was it was great. We talked about dementia and memory issues, and I remember something, Joan. Well, you know what? I'm going to make you wait. It's time for We're a break. We're going to take a break. That's what I can... remember. Oh, that's what you remembered. Good for you. Oh. Well, we will take a break. If you have any questions or any concerns about dementia or getting old, whatever. Just give us a call at 692-1430. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Joan Hogan here with Dr. Rick Holm, and he was just discussing the television program that he produces, and it airs on South Dakota Public Television every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow night's program will be uh, pre-taped, but a new program for all the viewers. And the program uh, has his good friend, Dr. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Freeman, Freeman, who uh, will be talking. He's with the Neurology Clinic at Sanford, and he'll be talking about um, memory laughs, what do we do with without our memory, or uh, problems of aging as far as dementia. So it's right. memory and dementia. You know, the, the whole issue of dementia is, you know, what... How do you know it? How do you recognize it? How can you prevent it? Uh, what are the causes? What kinds of dementia are there? Uh, and, of course, there's the, the two biggies cover 75% of it. And they are, number one, Alzheimer's disease. Uh, and number two is vascular dementia. And there's a fair amount of overlap between the two. In, fa in, in, in fact, uh, it may well be all vascular-driven, uh, although... Uh, I'm sure that Jerry would would uh, fuss with me by saying that. But, uh, but when you say vascular dementia, you may have thrown in a term that many of us lay people are not familiar with. We know what vascular problems are, but vascular dementia is a term I'm not familiar okay, with. Okay, so think about a heart attack or a stroke. All That's right. vascular disease, right? Correct. Or a person loses their blood flow to their leg. They have claudication. Blood flow to the leg is blocked because of aging and the atherosclerosis that is a natural aging process that occurs well everybody. That's why we don't live longer than 120 and oftentimes a lot less than that. Vascular disease is a reality of aging. But you have early aging when you do things uh, with, when you're not exercising, when you're uh, 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 having sleep apnea, uh, when you, uh, 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 eat the wrong foods and 
and and that can bring on early aging that's right and and primarily it's not act not being active of all all the things ever across the board no question about the most important thing to prevent vascular disease it is being active that prevents it more than anything and it works with dementia even quote unquote alzheimer's disease you know that alzheimer's disease is a diagnosis of uh, by the pathologist the pathologist was Dr. Alzheimer, and he noted neurofibrillary tangles and and senile plaques in the brain on autopsy. But there is neurofibrillary tangles and and plaques in people who, after death, didn't have dementia. And there is people who have dementia without Alzheimer's disease without the plaques and the fibrillary tangles. And it really is suspect, suspicious that a big part of Alzheimer's has to do with small, tiny vascular disease associated with a lifetime of A, hypertension, B, a family history, C, a lack of activity. So that's the vascular dementia. That's that vascular you dementia. And, uh, right. and, but the big, there's macrovascular dementia, which is big strokes. People will be walking along and then suddenly, boom. Saltatory, they stepwise, suddenly they're down a step, then down a step, then down a step over a period of time, you know, and each little stroke is obvious. Sometimes they're tiny, tiny, tiny little strokes that are happening all the time and they're not obvious, and you're just kind of losing it. And that's vascular dementia. Well, and that that could be, or that's the picture of Alzheimer's disease. The big thing that seems to separate Alzheimer's disease clinically from vascular dementia. I just got done saying to you that it's oftentimes it's part of the same thing, but the big classic picture with Alzheimer's is you don't lose your your ability to walk. Your gait remains normal. People who lose their um, their gait into become a shuffling kind of a gait is is a vascular is more okay. of a vascular dementia. People who have loss of little steps of loss of speech for a period of time or sudden little vision losses or uh, little weakness in one hand and then comes back or a seizure condition that comes on in the elderly. All of these are focal vascular things that you can document and prove that they're vascular. Okay. And that's the main thing. Uh, We talked about the difference between the two. Well, Uh, while you were talking, we did have someone call in with a question. I thought it was rather appetite appropriate for this discussion. The person called in and said, how do you visit with someone who has dementia? Well, I think it's, that's, a, that's been a change in the, in the tide of therapy over the last 10 years. Uh, you know, in, people, uh, the classic picture of dementia, what you call dementia really is uh, a myriad of things, but if you really nail it, the most important capacity to stay competent and and have the capacity to function has to do with being able to learn a new thing. It's called antegrade memory. Uh, People will, uh, the better term, I mean the usually, usual term, I don't think it's a better term, the usual term is short-term memory. But what it really means is you can't learn something new. So for example, a person who has lost their ability to learn a new thing, I'll give you three things to remember. 
and you know and won't remember Arizona Apple and don't Chevrolet. do this to me you know I'm not gonna remember them please don't Arizona do this. Apple stop Chevrolet it, and then I'm gonna ask you again in three minutes what are those three things and then the, then the they if they can't learn a new thing then you really can't what was it that I was going to go to do when I got up to go to the gro- you know, grocery store or I get up to go to the kitchen to pick up the coffee that I was there and then you get there and you can't you for, remember what you, you were recall. here after you know that's that old story of I, 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 I'm thinking a lot about the hereafter lately. I don't know what I'm here after when I get into the kitchen, as we right all now, do. you're scaring the daylights out of three-fourths <laughs> of the people listening because they're not going to remember Arizona, Apple, Apple and Chevrolet. Chevrolet. No. They're not going to remember no. it, and then they'll think they have dementia. Uh, yeah. They don't have dementia. If we forget no. things, if we walk in a room and can't recall why we were normal. there to go back, that's majority normal, of time is normal getting old. Thank Rem- you. Not remembering people's names. Normal aging. Normal. Not remembering uh, every time what you were, what was it, what was it, if, but you know, you that's can. That's normal. That's normal. Thank you. We prefer being normal. That's right. It's now, I mean, what happens uh, also with uh, dementia is that once you've lost the anagrade, you also lose the immediate past and then you meet, lose the distant past last. So they may be able to tell you about when they were a kid, and you know you'll hear these stories, these jokes that he's repeated a million times. My, my father-in-law, when he was losing it in the end, I mean, we'd hear these stories, and then he'd five minutes later tell he'd the, same, you the story same story again. Give the same story, yeah. Repeated. So to answer the question, how do you visit with someone with dementia? Oh, well, you know that they've lost their anagrade memory. Right. So that you know that if you tell them something, they may not remember it. Something you don't new need they to won't. do that. I think for one thing that you, you you take what they do do well and and let them go on it. Here, ask them about their past. Listen to them. Query the, the stories that they haven't repeated before. You know when you but but you you told me that story before. But before that, when you were with your dad on the farm, did you you know tell me about when you hate did so hate? Talk about the past. Talk let, let, talk about the past, and then sometimes what'll happen is a person loses their anti-grade memory. They'll get paranoid. I think it's a normal reaction. Oh my God, I'm losing everything, and somebody's doing this to me, or who could be that you know, and a person they'd become fearful, fearful that something's you know someone's after them, or fearful that. Uh, something very bad is happening, and they'll they'll uh, oftentimes they'll also get um, hallucinations, and the, uh, you know psych things will uh, happen even in a normal person because they wiped out all of the parts that inhibited the normal things that are going on in everybody's brain. So uh, when these things happen, uh, uh, they may be making up stories. Uh, uh, you're my mother. Well, no, I'm your daughter. Uh, you, well, how could you be my uh, my daughter? You know, I'm 20, and and uh, I'm my mom told me that I should be here uh, and not go out tonight. Uh, and you know, you if you throw the no, you've got to know what happens to them. They won't le- remember it. They've lost their integrated memory. And so what it's, what, what's worth doing is to let them ride on, on this. Don't force the truth out of them. Uh, don't push that particular aspect to it. Go with it, you know. Just roll with Just it. Just roll with it and enjoy the presence of the person and the memories that they do have and let them go on those things and enjoy a person's spirit. Don't 
don't push it down. Uh, so I, I that's, how you, that's how you speak to somebody. My son Tim would visit, when he was in law school in St. Louis, he would visit his grandmother, my husband's mother, who was in a home and she had dementia. And he said, I always knew how to make grandma happy. What did you hmm. do? Well, I went in and I just say, Grandma, you're not going to believe this. My cousin Johnny's wife just had a baby. And she was so thrilled and so happy. About five minutes later, I'd say, Grandma, guess what? Johnny's wife just had a baby. Wow. And she was excited again. And he said, I could tell her about, oh, four times in a half hour visit. <laughs> Each time she lit up, she was so happy. Isn't that amazing? And whenever she started to come down a little bit, I'd just tell, him the st- tell her the story again. And he realized that making her happy was what he was there to do. And he brought her a cheer. Great and idea. That's a great idea. Another way to talk with people with dementia. We need to take a final break. We'll be back right after these words. The Center for Disease Control recommends that all adults receive a new shingles vaccine called Shingrex. This two-shot series has proven to prevent shingles in 90% of those who receive the vaccine. It is recommended even if you have received the older Zostavax, as the protection against shingles is higher. Call your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 697-9500 to schedule your vaccine today. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're talking dementia, which hits close to home for some of us. Well, if you have, if you've ever loved anybody that's grown old, some of the issue is that people uh, do get dementia. Uh, And, but two thirds of the people in their 80s do not. And if you, you know, it's Repeat that number. Two thirds do not get dementia in their 80s. That's really good to know. Uh, it is not something that everyone gets. Now, you know, one well, I've, uh, part of it, though, is that, you know, when we get old, we will come to death one day. Uh, dying is not something we should fear because it takes away from the joy of our moment. We should realize it's there, know it's an okay thing. Uh, you can read books about it. There, I'm reading a book right now. Somebody told me I had better read, and so I'm reading it, and it's a surgeon who who quote unquote had a severe illness. He was in a coma for f- six days. And this surgeon, this neurosurgeon, neurosurgeon, tells the story of going to the bright light and the warmth and the depth. And I mean, you know, he, wow. the message he says that you are always okay and you are loved and no matter what it is, it's okay. And it, it's just this forgiving, loving presence that occurs after death that is real and then he came back and of course when he woke up he became paranoid whereas his <laughs> his cra- he, his memory was coming back but it, part of his problem was this paranoia but um that I, I think that we need to not fear death that's one thing and the other side is that maybe dementia is a way for us to allow a person to die without so much heartbreak you know, a person you love dearly, they get demented, and then you go, oh, how awful it is for them and for everybody. Well, sometimes it's awful for them. Sometimes they're loving and they come and want to kiss people on the head, top of their head. <laughs> and it's okay. And it's okay. So, I mean, talk about a happy, loving lady. She wanted mm-hmm. to kiss me on the head, and that's okay. So my sense is, though, that, that when the people who have dementia die, we say, okay, it's all right. It's all right. 
It, if, if that same age person still had their brain intact and they could be suffering from everything else, but their brain is intact and then they die, we go, oh, it's too bad. You really miss them. With dementia, you feel like you said goodbye maybe a year before that. You know, when yeah. the mind really goes. It, it's hard it, to. It's, it's, it's easier hard. to say goodbye then. And when they die, it's much easier to accept. You know, uh, Joan, I, I sense this is a hard topic for you. And I, I will tell you this as a person who's got metastatic pancreatic cancer and I'm facing all of this. Um, I, I, I am okay with dying and I have lived a great life and we all need to know it's okay. And you know, I cry uh, a lot just because of the joy that I have in the things that I do. And uh, uh, I, I, I know that, uh, that I'm trying to figure out what I need to say to my children and say to the friends that I have, you know, before the last time I'll say anything to them. And I forget, you can't, you can't Rick, do that. you've been saying it your whole life. Yeah. That's the difference. <laughs> I, I mean, really, a, I you've lived your life and they know you. No. And that's what's important. I, I have been trying to say uh, those things. And so there's no, I don't like goodbye. Sometimes it's better to just kind of give up, get up and leave the room and wave as you're walking out the door. That'll work. That, that okay. Works. Well, if you want to know more about Whoa, dementia, we, tomorrow night, we, we'll run out of time. Be sure to catch Dr. Holmes' program on South Dakota Public Television, 7 o'clock tomorrow evening. Right now, we hope all of you have enjoyed our radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Thank you, Dr. Holm. That's all for this week. Thank you, Joan Hogan and Bob, and goodbye. Goodbye.